You are listening to the English Heroes series. Thank you for listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high. From hollytreeenglish.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the English Heroes series, part of the English Like an Eagle podcast, where I bring you interviews and conversations with English learners just like you. This is part four, the final part of my interview with Aurélie from France. In this episode, you will hear that one of the things that makes her an English hero is that she understands the value of deciding on your goals, especially when you think about pronunciation. And she understands the value of enjoying the process of learning English and finding ways to relax. I hope it is helpful for you and I will also ask you to listen to my comments at the end because I have an important announcement to make. Enjoy! Yeah, so it, it goes back to the thing you were saying earlier about how your, your why changes, your goals change also over time, maybe mm -hmm. you start with the goal of just being understood and then you move on to the goal of, and you know, some people think this is impossible. Some people think it's possible, it's okay. But you have the goal of speaking with my California accent, <laughs> you know? Um, right. That is something to shoot for or, you know, Florida accent, whatever. Um, I tell students, you should, you should choose the, choose to develop the accent. If you are going to choose to develop a native accent, English accent, uh, choose the one that is from where you are going to live or where you want to live. So if you are going to live in Toronto, Canada, then try to find materials that will teach you how to pronounce the way that people in Toronto pronounce. If you are going to live in California, take pronunciation lessons from me. No, um, <laughs> I'm joking, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, for me, English was really like a, a, a life changing. So I, you see, it's just like, um, so the accent for me was not really a thing, mm -hmm. but I'm sure like if I go to Texas, I might be lost. I'll be like, what you're saying? But even, no, but even here in Miami, when you have Cuban that speak to you in English, it's just like, what are they saying? Uh, but yeah. it's precise. I, I like it, it's, it's fun. And, and it's funny because sometimes people are just like, they hear that I'm not from here, say, like, where are you from? 
I say, I'm from France. Oh, you don't speak like a French person. Usually French people have a very thick accent. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know that like French people have the reputation that to have a very thick accent when they speak English. But I, I don't know. So people don't really are able to say where I'm from. And it's not really that I do the effort of like, oh, I really want to have an American accent. No, it's just that I'm here. I'm immersed in the language. So this, I just repeat what I hear. I'm, I don't know if you can tell that I'm in Florida right now. You as an English teacher, or do you hear the difference? I don't know. But um, you know, it's funny, your English actually has a slight, it has French flavor. I, I, I say the level of accent that you have, I call it flavor. It's a flavor accent because it gives your Ooh, English flavor. But um, <laughs> you have the, the French flavor, but you also have a little bit of a Canadian flavor. It's kind of like, you know, the dishes we make in America are often um, combinations of food from different countries. And right. so you give this, you know, you have a, a, a meat dish that has an Asian, a slight Asian flavor with a, with a hint of Texas barbecue. So your accent has French flavor with a hint of Caribbean, uh, not barbecue, I don't know what, what else, but. <laughs> oh, you hear a Caribbean flavor? Just a little, yeah, it's like it. barely there. Um, I, I don't even, I can't you know, really it, give you an example. It's kind of in the tone a little bit. It's funny that you say that because my, my husband is from Jamaica. Right. So, and uh, I really love the Caribbean. So a lot of our friends are from the Caribbean, Jamaica or Barbados or, you know, and uh, I, I myself love the French Caribbean. So it's funny that you say that. So I kind of like, I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's this thing in that uh, my, one of my linguistics professors told me about it's called listener oriented speech oriented for our learners means um, when you use someone or something to give you a direction that what is what oriented means so listener oriented speech it so basically the people around you have affected the direction of your accent development um, I don't like to think of uh, pronunciation, improving pronunciation as fixing something that's broken. I like to think of it as developing a new skill and adding to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of improving your pronunciation as like you're fixing something that is broken, mm -hmm. um, it, it can be demotivating when you struggle with uh, pronunciation right. and you feel like, oh, I'm broken because accent strangely is very connected to identity. Oh, definitely. That's what I say to my students all the time. I say there is a difference between accent and mispronunciation. Mispronunciation, mm -hmm. we have to correct it because we can have a problem of understanding what you mean between, for example, Ils ont and ils sont. They have mm -hmm. or they are, right? 
But I say to my students, say your accent is your identity. You don't want to get rid of it. As long as we understand what you mean, the job mm -hmm. is done. You don't have to change who you are just to sound like a French person or like an English person in the case of learning English. So I love what you say because it says exactly what I think. Correct, like we cannot correct accent. We can correct pronunciation if they mislead the communication. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also believe, sorry? Go ahead, go ahead. I also believe that there's nothing wrong with if you want to build the ability to produce mm -hmm. uh, a French accent, go for it. It's a great right. Right. Cool. It's a great thing to try for, but if right. you have a tired moment when you slip into kind of your American French thing, then mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it's just like um, sometimes people feel like they're not they're not speaking good enough well enough just because of the accent and that mm -hmm. break you know their confidence and this is when you know it's important to tell them look you you're good you're like you're doing a great job and I have actually made a, a fun video about that explaining the only reason you need to, you need to get rid of your accent if you want to be a spy <laughs> <laughs> And then, yes, you have to get rid of your, your, your accent. But if not, if you don't want to be a spy, you're fine. Mm -hmm. To be fair, though, uh, to, to be fair or to be real, I guess. Fair is, is the wrong word. Um, to be real, the reality, though, sometimes is that in certain situations, good pronunciation not perfect, but good pronunciation does affect um, perception. But it also depends on how you pr present yourself. So if you uh, if you act shy mm -hmm. and you have a strong uh, accent, sometimes, sadly. Uh, this affects how people treat you. But that's true with anything. Um, you know, I, I can't see. And the interesting thing is that when I walk with my dog, my guide dog, I tend to, to carry my, my body and my actions. I tend to, to show more confidence. But when I walk with my cane, which for our listeners is that white stick that blind people use, it's called a cane. And uh, when I walk with that, for some reason, I show less confidence when mm -hmm. I do things. And I don't know why that is. Right. Um, it's something that happens without thinking. And it's strange because I used a cane all the time for 23 years and I have been using a dog for nine and a half years much less time uh, but for some reason walking with him and having to direct him 
mm-hmm. where to go in this. It, it just makes me show more confidence. And I notice that people interact with me differently. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a sad reality. And uh, so we do have to care about those things. But again, it's about balance, about remind, giving yourself some grace, mm-hmm. but also giving yourself, motivating yourself to keep moving forward. Yes. Yeah. So um, now I'm curious, did anyone ever, I should say, has anyone ever told you that uh, becoming fluent in English would be impossible for you? Well, beside my high school teacher, I told you the last year of, of uh, you know, the, the year of the graduation, <laughs> so like you will need a miracle to get um, to be graduated in English. Uh, beside that, no. Um, no, that's the only person. And I always told myself that one day, somehow, I'm going to go meet him and told him, hey, without, without, being, without being resented or or mean or you know just just tell him that um you what i have accomplished and that mm-hmm. word can be so powerful whether they are positive or negative because for a long time i believed that english was not for me english was mm-hmm. like i was like okay i put a cross on it forget about it i'm gonna move on in my life without it until i was already a professional working and I was like oops oh I think there is something missing here <laughs> um yeah and and it's true and it's just like I think uh teacher have this power of saying thing but also parents friends we have to be very very aware when we give a comment to someone because it can mark it can really affect them for life so this is the yes. only comment that was the negative that kind of like drive me down I already knew I was not good in English but that really like oof okay um this is a pretty strong comment um but beside that no no I um I never no I never heard anybody tell me that okay English is impossible oh good but I think it's inspiring for us to hear that you 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 found a, a a way to um to go past that negative idea that negative idea that you got and uh overcame i think that's great because it's true that um comments that we hear especially if it's someone in authority that authority mm-hmm. that we respect um can really affect us right yes so yeah yeah, it's great that you that you made it so um you already expressed that you are still improving in English um which so am I really because 
my students ask me questions and I think, oh, I, I don't know, but I can research that and I learn new things <laughs> about my language. So uh, what areas, if you had the chance to study or if you decided to study and focus on improving, what areas would you want to improve? What area I would like to, um, that's a good question. Uh, hmm, I don't know. I would say, um, um, I maybe that the, the idiomatic expression and colloquials, uh, things like also, you know, that also um, are added to add to the culture. I will say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> For example, yes. Right. Exactly. Um, great. Yeah, I think uh, almost most of my students have that goal. Um, and sometimes I think in our schools, we or in, in um, to be fair, there is so much to teach when you're teaching English, but um, I think we worry as teachers, we worry about teaching some of these things too early. Mm -hmm. And actually you can teach some of them earlier than you realize. So you mm -hmm. can learn an idiom, for example, at uh, A1, A2 level, there are certain idioms and phrasal verbs that you can learn, um, which is good. It's just making sure the explanation is simple enough that um, you understand it. And I find that when we learn idioms, most idioms, it's a good idea to skip or, or not, not think about the exact meaning of the words together um and just learn it as a vocabulary a piece of vocabulary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah there are some exceptions because sometimes we have certain things that um that we might use sometimes as an idiom and then we use it um we use it as a uh, an actual practical uh, phrase. For example, pass on. Pass on mm -hmm. can be an idiom to mean that someone has died, mm -hmm. but it can also be, um, actually, no, that's not an idiom, that's a phrasal verb. Come on, teacher Holly. Um, <laughs> but pass on can also mean to, to give, someone something important right mm -hmm. so yeah. um, we have to teach these pieces um carefully but you can learn them earlier than you than you think 
Okay, so final question um, is, do you have any advice? You gave some already, but if you have any additional advice for people who want to become fluent, anything to add? Or maybe people who have problems giving themselves gr themselves grace when they are becoming fluent. Right. Um, that is just to enjoy the process, trust the process, and um, be, be patient with yourself um, because it's uh, it takes time. Um, but have fun in the meantime. Do something that you that you like if you do it with purpose and intention um you will definitely improve but i will say to to really enjoy the journey there is no rush of becoming fluent um it just yeah it, it just um to enjoy the process because it's 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 uh when you learn english you discover a new person that you are. So you have to enjoy that. Who you are enfolding, you're enfolding a new person, so. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, Aurélie, thank you so much for being an thank English you, hero <laughs> and inspiring other English heroes. Thank you, it was, it was really pleasant. I'm happy to, to share my experience, my story. And I'm still, even though I sound confident and maybe some people will say fluent, I will say that I just, I'm still improving every day. I'm still learning. So it's, it's all good. And I know that uh, my son will be there to tell me, mommy, this is not how you say that. Mommy, you have a French accent. So I'm, I'm ready for that. <laughs> great, great. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. I hope you have enjoyed this final part of my interview with Aurélie from France. And I hope that it gave you some helpful tips and advice. Now it is time for the episode question. The question for this episode is, do you think pronunciation is important. Why? Again, do you think pronunciation is important? Why? And now for my announcement. I have really enjoyed bringing you these interviews with English learners. However, I am having some difficulties right now finding more people to be guests on the podcast. So that means these interviews will take a short break. I am not sure how long, but I hope to start doing these interviews again soon. But don't be sad because I also have plans to bring you more interesting series on the podcast. 
So please continue following the English Like an Eagle podcast for more great content. Now, if you want to answer the episode question or another episode question, you can go to my website, hollytreeenglish.com and click on podcast. The top episode will be this one until I add more. On that page, the page for this episode, you will find a link to Aurelie's website for learning French. And you will also find a link to sign up for a free 30-minute discussion with me if you want to know more about learning English in a way that is right for you. And finally, you will find a link to support this podcast with a small money gift if you can. If you can do that, uh, I will very much appreciate it. And now I just need to say thank you one more time to Aurelie for being on the podcast. I need to say thank you to Neil, my friend and colleague, for his lovely flute music. And as always, I need to say thank you to you for listening. You have been listening to the English Like an Eagle podcast, helping your English skills fly high from hollytreeenglish.com. This is Holly, or Teacher Holly, saying goodbye until next time.